Thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out, my podcast, which, as you may know, I record Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursday nights at 6.30. I do it live on Facebook and on TikTok while I'm doing the program. Because I want to have a little interaction with people. So if you're listening to the podcast, come check out the live feed and you can interact and I might read your comment. I probably won't read your comment because as you all know, I can't read well or read fast. Hence why I thought nose, N-O-S-E, or noose, N-O-O-S-E was nose. Because I have a tough time reading. But I need to try to get through this one somewhat quick. So I don't think we'll go exactly an hour. Here's the deal. I'm going camping. I'm going not not I'm not leaving tonight, but I'm going up to Wits End, which is in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. I have to get my son tonight so that we can leave early tomorrow morning. And I need to leave here. I have to pick him up by 8:30. He's being uh, you know, he's at his uh, grandfather's house. Dude wants to be there by 8:30. You can't be late. Pepe's an old dude. Old guys don't want you to be late. If you're late, you never hear any. You'll, you'll never hear the end of it. You're a bum. You're a scumbag. You it just you can't be late. He said I need to be there by 8:30, so I'll probably be wrapping this sucker up earlier than usual. What will we cover on today's program? I have some spilt milk. Always, I always have spilt milk. We'll talk about that. Snowflakes in the news. What is snowflakes in the news? News stories about the punk ass millennials that basically are lazy, don't want to work, and here's more proof that they are lazy and they don't want to work. We'll cover that in Snowflakes in the News. Boston Dynamics, which is a robotics company here in Massachusetts, is testing out their dog Spot at farms, and I want to talk about that. A Walmart. Walmart Canada is selling a certain type of t-shirt. Is it appropriate? Are you upset? Should they sell it? I'll tell you what they're selling. And Boston has banned facial recognition for for municipal workers. This also includes the police department. Absolute BS. We will get into that. Let's start with me going camping. I'm going camping. As you guys know, I am uh, about as cheap as they come. An example of me being cheap is if you invite me to your birthday party, I will most likely buy a bottle of booze, a bottle that I like, bring it to the birthday party, ask you to taste it. If you don't like it, I don't even care if you don't like it, ask you to have some, then I'll drink your booze, and then when I leave, I will take it. For example, my best bud John had his birthday party last Saturday. I bought a bottle of Bully Boy Boston Rum. I brought it over. We each had a glass from it. Then I put it to the side, started drinking from his cabinet, and I took the bottle home with me. He actually asked me today, hey, what'd you do with the Billy Boy? It's Bully Boy. What'd you do with the Bully Boy Rum? I was like, dude, I took it. What do you mean what did I do with it? It's at my house. I actually have it right here. Hold on. See? Right here. Plenty left. Bully boy, uh, it's good stuff. If you guys like rum, you'll like this. a little bit expensive, though. But I'm mad cheap, bro. Mad cheap. For an example, uh, so I'm going camping, and apparently, 
you can't bring, I didn't know this, you can't bring wood, you can't bring wood out of state into another state. I live in Massachusetts, I'm going to New Hampshire, and you can't bring wood from Mass to New Hampshire, apparently because of the bugs. I don't give an F, I'm still doing it. Not to mention, I'm not buying the wood. I cut up seven box springs, box springs, you know, the, the, the bottom of the mattress, the box spring. I cut out the wood from them and I cut them up into little, you know, things. I got four bags, heavy bags, bro. Each bag probably weighs a hundred pounds. I got a ton of wood. I didn't pay anything for it. I'm not going to pay for it. Box spring wood. That's right. I got a ton of box spring wood and I'm going to be burning it, burning it. Funny, though, because I, I got the idea of doing it from a listener. I did a job for a listener with some mattresses and box springs, and I brought them all to the um, recycle center, and I asked the guy, I said, hey, what do you do with these things? And he was like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take them apart, and we'll sell the inside, which is metal, and we'll use the wood to burn. And I was like, what do you mean? They sell it to, like, National Grid. I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm going to take the wood. I'm going to start cutting them up. So now I have four huge bags of wood. I got paid to take the mattress. Hear me out. I was paid to take the mattresses and the box springs. I took the mattresses. I said, ah, I can't deal with these. Recycle center. I kept the box springs. I disassembled them. Put this, all the rest of the stuff in a bag. I kept the wood. I cut the wood up, bro. I got a, a pickup truck worth of box spring wood that I'm going to be burning, free burn, free burn, and awesome And you would say, oh, bro, wood's like seven bucks. Yeah, it is, but it's still money. And if you have to buy 10 bags or 10 whatever boxes of it, 70 bucks. Now I have $70 in my pocket to do with what I want to do with. Box spring wood. It, oh, dude, box spring wood is mad good to burn. Have you ever burned it, bro? Someone just said that box spring wood's fine to burn. Bo, it burns clean and it burns hot. Real hot. Like, pshhh. I'll show you guys. I don't know. Uh, speaking of camping, I don't know if we're going to have the podcast because I don't know if I'm going to have any um, Wi-Fi or any service up there. But if I do, we'll do the podcast tomorrow. If not, we won't. But I'll take some uh, photos of box spring wood burning. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to stop bagging it and selling it. I have a bag of wood. It's a big ass bag, and I'm thinking about selling it for twenty bucks. I, I listen. If if you spent twenty dollars in wood, you wouldn't nearly have as much wood as I have in this bag. I, there's a ton of wood in it, bro. I'm telling you, I'm gonna start cutting it up. I'm gonna start bagging it, and I'm gonna start selling it. You'll buy it. It burns. It burns clean, hot, spawn, box wood, box spring wood. You gotta have it. Love it. That's how you save money. Anyways, so I'm going camping. Everything is ready. Kind of, sort of ready. I got into an argument with the wife today because I'm someone I like to leave early. I want to leave at like five in the morning so that I can get there by seven, set up, get things going and still have the day. Apparently, I'm not the boss. We're not leaving until nine, which means 10, which means 1030, which really means I'm not leaving until 11. And then I'll get there. It's got 12 you know, two o'clock because you're going to have to stop 50,000 times because your kid's got to take a piss. And it's like, yeah, we're two hours away. 
you, you can hold it for two hours, but they won't. They want to take a piss and then they'll want to stop because they're going to be hungry. So by the time I get to Ossipy, the whole day is going to be spent. I'm going to have to set up in the fucking dock. It's going to suck, but the box spring wood will be burning. All right, moving on from that. Um, why don't we get into a, a, a couple of topics? Because I do, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up scooting on the podcast a little bit early, probably 15 minutes early, because I have to pick up my sonarium. I have to get him by 8.30, and if I don't, I'm going to be in a boatload of hell, because his grandfather is one of those old school dudes that is like, bro, I told you, bro, God, I didn't even say bro. If you say bro around him, you're in trouble. He'll say, Anthony, I need you here at 8.30. I'll say, okay, I'll be here. He goes, it's not 8.15. I said, okay, well, I won't be there at 8.15, 8.30. It's not 8.45. I said, okay. I won't be late. 8.30 shop. I want you here. Plain and simple. So I'll have to go pick up my kid. Um, I'm sweating my nuts off, guys. I, I'll tell you what. I got I to gotta find a place to do the podcast because the basement, bro, I'm dying down here. I'm dying. It, it's like a pressure cooker. I, I, I swear to God that if I was in high school still and wrestling... This would be the perfect place to come and, and cut weight. I used to cut weight. Uh, you, if you've never wrestled, wrestling's a sport where it's stupid. I don't know why people do it. But the culture is to cut weight, to drop a couple of weight classes, and you wrestle. It's just like boxing, just like MMA. Everybody's trying to suck weight. And a big way to do it is to lose water weight before you weigh in. And I'm dying down here, dude. I'm drenched, literally. Um, speaking real quick, speaking of wrestling... Um, uh, uh, when I say indeed, just hear me out for a second because I'm kind of bouncing off the wall. It just popped into my head because of wrestling. If there's two ways that I would tell someone to f off without telling them to f off, wrestling a wrestling thing is one of them, and I'll show you. And another one is by saying indeed. So I like to use the word indeed if you are giving me an idea and I don't care about it, or you're talking to me about something I don't care. I would say indeed. And, and indeed's a great word because you can use it for for everything. Someone could say, "Oh, those egg sandwiches are good." Indeed. Oh, that team really sucks. Indeed. Would you like to go camping? Indeed. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Indeed. It, you can use indeed as a response to everything. Everything. You can say indeed. Just anything. Did you watch Ozark? Indeed. Did you like it? Indeed. Do you hate this person? Indeed. Phenomenal word, but I like to use it instead of telling somebody that I can't, you know, there are people in your life you can't tell to F off. So let's say you had a boss. I like to say indeed. So if they're telling me something I don't want to hear, I go indeed, At, you know, indeed. And to me, that is go fuck yourself. I don't care about what you're saying. The other thing that I do to people when I can't deal with them or they, they think they got me or they're doing something is I, I throw up a three. A three, I might, I might just be like, so that you, for example, I'll give you an example. They'll say, Hey, Anthony, can you do this, this, whatever it is? Hey, you know, can you, um, go take out the, like Kaylee will say it, right? Can you go take out the trash? Boom. I'll throw up the three. Most people will think like, I'm just chucking it up. Be like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, no problem. Here's the three. Boom. I got it. What it means, really what it means, the three, it means that I got you on your back. Go fuck yourself. This, so in wrestling, if you have someone on their back, right, it starts off with two near fall, 
then it flips to three near fall. You have to have them on their back. This is before you've pinned them on their back for three seconds, and it switches to, to a three. And when the ref is holding up the three and the kid sees it, he knows he's fucked. He's getting stuck. I mean, you could get stuck really quick. You don't even have to count the three. Your shoulder blades hit the mat. You're over. But typically, when you see the three and go, go up, you're a bitch. I got you on your back. I'm getting my near, my, my points. So if I chuck up the three, like, pfft, it means one of two things. It means, bro, F you, go F yourself, pfft, three, I got you on your back. Or it really does mean I'm a boss. Like, I'll give you an example. In the last 28 days, I have over 4 million views on my videos on TikTok. Boom. I got TikTok on its back. Pfft, three. Get what I'm saying? So, indeed... Is a, is a response I like to use to tell you to F off. Indeed. I might use it in comments. I like to use it in comments because it's easy to just put in. So I'm not really telling you to F off in that sense. But if we're having a, uh, for example, I'm talking to a client and they're trying to tell me how to do my job, I'll say, indeed. And then they'll ask me to load the truck a certain way. Boom. I'll throw up the three. Like that. Now, three is my favorite number. I was born on December 3rd. My football number was 33. I used to call it threes. And obviously, my lucky number is three. And if you ever ask me to pick a number, one through 10, I'll pick seven, not three. Three will be my second number. Why? Because you will most likely guess that it is three because three is my favorite number. So if you ever see me in a photo chucking up a three, or if you ever just see me chuck up a three at somebody, Mostly, I'm basically saying, yeah, bro, I got you on your back. Three, beat it. You hear me telling someone, indeed, I'm out, bro. I'm out on the conversation. Indeed, indeed, bro. If you ever hear me call someone a Yago, that means I don't like you. Yago is some greasy-ass bitch from Othello, written by Shakespeare. He's a uh, scumbag, uh, jealous bum. And if you're a Yago, bro, you're a straight-up Yago, beat it. All right, I don't really know how I got into that. I started talking about wrestling but, uh, fuck you, you said that. <laughs> Someone said, fuck you, you said that to me the other day. <laughs> Kaylee says that, Brad said that. Kaylee says that to me all the time. She's like, you know, you just told me to fuck off. And I was like, no, I didn't. She was, you just said indeed. And I'm like, yeah, well, I respond indeed to a lot of shit. You got to read between the lines as to whether it means indeed, like, yeah, or it means indeed, fuck you. Just like the threes, you need to, you need to realize, like, if I'm like, boom, I'm killing it the threes are up, or boom, I got you on your back, you better back up, Psst, threes, <laughs> he says, you, Brad's all upset, dude, I love it, um, I don't know how we got on that topic, but we're gonna move on from that, uh, what should we get into, why don't we get into snowflakes in the news, snowflakes in the news, this segment, what it means, is I have found a story that identifies with the snowflakes of this world, that it's not always a millennial, Snowflakes can be helicopter parents. Snowflakes can be the cancel culture people. Snowflakes can be someone that can't take criticism and whines and bitches and moans. In this instant, the instant or instance, in this instance, Snowflakes in the News is going to cover the age group of 18 to 34. 18 to 34. Apparently... Right now, as opposed to 20 years ago, right now, 18 to 35-year-olds, more 18 to 35-year-olds are living with their parents than are living with the spouse. Hear this out. 
million 18 to 34-year-olds live with their mom and 19 million 18 to 34-year-olds actually have a girlfriend and live with a girlfriend or they live with a, a boyfriend, sorry, gender. We must be gender neutral here. No, no genality. I don't know how to say it. My son would, would tell me. I, 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 no genders. So what, what does this mean? Oh, here, here's a little bit more. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, the average age when you first bought a home was 26 years old. So, and, and 20 years ago in 2000 or a little bit before 2000, when you were 26, that was the typical age someone would have bought their first home. Now, as in today, 34 years old is the age when you buy your first home. Dude, you've been a grown-ass man for 16 years and you're just buying a house at 34. I bought my first house. I was 23 years old. I bought a three-family in Lowell. Three-family. Smart enough to buy a three-family so that I could live mortgage-free and rented out the other properties. At 23 years old. These mutants are still living with their parents. 18 to 34-year-olds, 22 million of you guys are staying at home with your parents. First things first, you all know what Stan Pazzioli would have done. We all know what Stan Paz did. 18 years old, graduation day. I come home from graduation. My dad didn't go. I walked through the door. My father clapping. I've told the story a thousand times. I guess I'm supposed to congratulate you for something you were supposed to do. Then goes right into it. Here you go. You join the military. You can stay here for free. You go to college. You can stay here for free. You get a job or you don't do either of the other two. You got to stop paying rent. It's $100 a week or you can get the fuck out. Just like that. Or you can get the fuck out. Plain and simple. I went to college and I got the F out. I never moved back home again. I left when I was 18 years old. I moved to Lowell. And by the time I was 23, I owned a three family in the city. It's to me a huge problem in the United States. Why we are a bunch of, uh, why (laughs) forget about defunding the police. There aren't even going to be any cops. These kids can't even get out of their parents' house. They can't get a job enough. They, this is what they'll say. Wait, no, this is my favorite part. Oh, well, they got to go to school. And school's really tough. So they can't work while they're at school. And then when they're at college, they can't get a job. Bro, when I was in college, you snowflake Fs. I, here's what I did. I got a class, 7 in the morning. I went to class all day. This is this is like, dude, this is when I was wrestling. I went, I went to class all day. Then I went to wrestling practice. Then I used to get on the train. And then I would ride the train to Boston. I'd do the overnights for radio. And then I'd do it again. And then when UMass Lowell canceled the wrestling program, I would go to school all day. I would do foundations to make extra money. After the foundation job got over, I would get on the train and I would do overnights and radio. So that by the time I was 20 years old, I had a full-time job on air at a major market radio station in Boston at 20. And you kids can't even get out of your parents' house and they don't, here's the worst part. They don't want you to leave. They invite you to stay. I don't want you. 
You're 18 years old? Go. Get out. See up. Take the dogs with you. Beat it. There's my daughter. My daughter's five years old. She just ran by. Bro, the clock is ticking. What's, what's the math on that? Someone help me out here. Five. 13 more years? Bye. See ya. Get a job. Get your own place. And if you don't, you better be giving daddy some bread. I want some loot because nobody lives for free. Gas isn't free. Electric isn't free. Mortgage isn't free. 18 to 34 year olds living with mom and dad. It's embarrassing. It's a joke. The rest of the world's laughing at us. I am telling you guys dead serious. If we took an eight year old from the Middle East, eight, nine, ten years old, and you put him up against an American eight year old, bro, the Middle Eastern kid would absolutely annihilate the eight year old. He'd kill him. He'd kill him. Dude, these guys have fucking hair on their penises already at eight years old. I had to say penis, my daughter's right here. They, bro, they already hit puberty. They're animals. They're grizzled veterans. They probably already beheaded somebody at eight years old. And our kids are like, I, I still wear a pull-up, Dad. I gotta pee the bed. I, I, I had some kid the other day say, like, so I'm on TikTok, and it, it's tough to tell who are adults and who are not adults. Um, so I try to be very nice in anything I say when I comment to people. But someone said to me, a kid says, hey, man, I'm 12. I can't get a job. And I replied to that. And I said, I had my first job when I was 11 years old. I was a caddy. I caddied at Winchester Country Club at 11 years old. And and as a matter of fact, I did I did two bags, two bags, not one, two bags. And I did two loops Saturday and Sunday. So I got paid for two bags, four bags, eight, eight bags a weekend, bro. I was making $120 a day. I was making sick bank, but I reminded myself that, wait a second, that wasn't my first job. When I was 10 and nine years old, I used to sell t-shirts every weekend at the North End Feasts with my uncle. My uncle Ralph used to make t-shirts and I used to go Saturdays and Sundays all day long with the guy and help him sell t-shirts so that I could make a little coin for myself. These kids, 18, they don't even have jobs. They don't have wheels. They don't have cars. Their parents take them all. And the parents, you're the problem. Let's be clear here. Snowflakes in the news, it's you guys. It's the parents. You guys let your kids get away with this crap. You're like, oh, yeah, you can stay here as long as you want. Nope. No, you can't. You're a man now. Go be a man. Be a man. Get a job. I already talked to my son about getting a job. I'm like, bud, you got to get a job. Dad, I'm 12. I'm like, I don't care. You need to get something. You need to learn how to work. You have to stop making an income because dad ain't going to be paying for your ass once you turn 18 years old. Microtransactions end at 18. See you later. You won't be buying any skins on Fortnite. Gone. Credit card denied. Over or, or debit card canceled. See ya. I already make that dude buy his own pizza. He wants pizza. I don't like Domino's. I mean, I like Domino's, but it's not my preferred. So he's like, dad, I want Domino's. I'm like, yeah. You got the money? Yeah, I got the money. Like, yep, then you get it. Because no one here wants cheese pizza from Domino's. So you buy it. Man, I... I and, and then it, it, the next step is like, here's, here's the next level, all right? So you turn... Here's, here's what's... God, I'm going to get so pissed off about this. You have these 18-year-old kids 
They don't work in high school anymore. Hardly any of these kids work anymore during high school. They're so, it's so tough. High school is just so, it's so demanding. We have to do homework and we play sports and we're in a club uh, and I'm on the yearbook. There's no time for me to work and learn how to, how to do anything with my life. I, I can't stand it when they say that to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? I played three sports. I played football, wrestling, track, captain of the wrestling team. Also why I did that. I was in the, uh, 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 oh my God, what do you call him? The, um, I was in the drama club. So, uh, bro, <clears throat> bro, I go to school. Then I would go to, to practice. I would practice at, for football. And then I would practice for the plays that I was in. And then after I practiced the plays I was in, I went to work at fucking Puppagino's. Not only was I in the drama club, I was a peer mediator. A peer mediator is someone that gets training on how to defuse a situation. You sit down and you seek to understand what the situation is. I used to sit with kids to, to, to peer mediate. That's why they call it I'm their peer. To sit there and try to help them work out beefs. I was the president of that one. I was the president of the business club. I was in SAD. I was on the fucking yearbook. Bro, I did it all. And I ain't sitting there trying to brag. about like, oh, I fucking did this. I did that. No, just trying to make a point that kids have a ton of excuses, but you know what the biggest problem is? The parents let them have excuses. You don't cut them off. You don't force them to do something. You don't sit there and say, you got to do that because, oh, I don't want my son to be mad at me. Oh, my son, dude, you know how many times my daughter tells me she hates me on a daily basis? I hate you, dad. I hate you, dad. My son, the same thing. I hate you. Good. I don't care. I'm not your best friend. I'm not here to be your buddy. I'm here to make you a man. And I'm here to teach my daughter that she don't need a man to take care of her. She can take care of herself. And we need somebody to start training up our kids to run this country. When we're gone, we're going to be blown over. Bro, if my kids run... <laughs> Bro... Dude, if my son is what we got to look for and who's going to be running this country, they won't have to bring bombs. They won't have to, bro, they'll just show up and they'll say, we're taking this place. And all the kids will care. Okay. Oh, okay. We don't want to, um, can, can, can we stay in your basement? Is that cool? You got Wi-Fi down here? Okay. That's cool. You do, you do whatever you want. We're, we're good. What's the country called now? But it all starts at home. Good. Someone says they got their kid mowing, mowing the lawn. You should. It all starts at home. You need to push your kids to the limit. You need to push your kids to a, to a point. You don't want them to get hurt. And you want to be there for them and you want to love them. But you can't, it, as a country, it's unacceptable that nearly 23 million 18 to 35 year olds live with their parents. And here's the narrative. The narrative is that it's not their fault. The kids don't want to take the blame. The parents don't want to take the blame. The parents say, where did I go wrong? Why do my kids still live with me? Well, here's where you went wrong. You didn't have a set of balls. And when your kid turned 18 years old, you didn't kick him out on his ass. And say, yeah, beat it. Go get a job. Go make a living. Come back. I'll talk. I, bro, I didn't talk to my father for like four years. I was like, screw this dude. You got to kick me out. Well, I don't need him. I proved them right. 
He he loved it when I when I finally came back to like I, I remember it wasn't that long, but it was like maybe a year and a half. I didn't talk to the guy, um, and, and finally I called him, and he was just like, "What's going on?" And I told him I was like, "Hey, you know, I, I got a full time job working on the radio um, at WWAF. I'm like 20 years old." He's like, "Oh, oh, literally." He's like, "Oh, oh all right, great. You got a you got a job. What do you want? What do you want from me?" Like the dude was like, "Whatever." But I, but I got it. He got it. He was like, he was proud. Whether he said it or not. Because he didn't have to do it for me. And that's the problem. The parents would go, where did I go wrong? You didn't push your kids. You didn't hold your kids accountable. You didn't make your kids do things that they didn't want to do. So you got so you're stuck with them. And then the kids, here's the narrative on the kids. Oh, everybody else has got better opportunity. People are rich. The rich have be- have a better opportunity. Bro, kids use this straight up a- a- as, a- as a beef. A girl, kid, uh, I'm-, I'm a woman. Women don't get fear rights. A guy uh, is like, oh, you know, they'll use the rich. I was born poor. I wasn't born rich. Five million reasons instead of the real reason, which is one, your parents set you up to fail. Your parents weren't honest with you. Your parents didn't have the balls to tell you that life is tough and you need to learn how to be tough now because when you get in the real world, you ain't going to be tough. You're going to be looking because here's what happens. They're going to get a real job eventually and then the boss is going to give them constructive uh, constructive criticism and you're going to whine and you're going to, oh, the boss is such a dick. These kids could never play football for Belichick, ever. They would crumble. Oh, why do they cry? Because mom and dad, anytime they cried, did whatever they wanted, didn't let them cry it out, just wanted to give them, here's a tablet, here's some money, oh, I'm sorry, I love you, I'll pay for that, here's a new car, here's a bike. It's disgusting. 34 years old is when you guys are buying houses. 34 years, bro, by the time I was 34 years old, I had bought and sold like 30, easily 34 years old. Get the, the hell, disgusting. That's it, you know what? You know you can be president when you're 35? You can be president of the United States at 35. Don't know if you'll get elected, but you can be the president at 35 years old. And you can't, you don't buy a house? They need to change. Here's something I've been saying for a long time. And I blame the parents and and anybody for letting it happen. 18 is not 18 anymore. The, this generation of kids at 18, they're like 12. They're like 12 years old. I was telling Naren the other day, I was like, Bob, when I was 12, I went to a Red Sox game by myself. Well, I went with my buddy John. We took the bus, Route 38 in Woburn. We took it to the Orange Line. We helped on the Orange Line. Took it to... um. Uh, I, I don't know, Government Center, hopped out from Government Center to Kenmore, hopped off Kenmore, went to the Red Sox game, 12 years old. Done. Nobody needed to watch us. Nobody needed to do anything, dude. When I was 18, I was, when I was 12, I was like an 18-year-old. Now 18-year-olds, they can't even tie their shoes. They wear Velcro. And I don't really care because tying your shoes is not like some big thing. It's not the point. Being able to learn something and tie your shoes isn't, isn't the point. It's that it's difficult to learn. And it's tough to learn shit. But kids don't want to do things that are tough. So I believe that the new 18 needs to be 25. 
I think the new, I don't think at 18, I think, and same thing, everything gets pushed up. So, and, and you definitely shouldn't get a driver's license at 16 anymore. Whew. So 18, you get your driver's license. Vote? Absolutely not. Absolutely do not let an 18-year-old kid vote. And You can't join the military either at 18. Sorry, ain't happening. You guys are kids. You can you can join like a sub-military or something, but no combat action, nothing. You kids will fold. You'll, you'll oh my God, you'll be the first. Oh, I, I would I would be so horrified if I was in a foxhole next to an 18-year-old because the kid's going to run the other way. Oh my God. So, 18, get your driver's license at 18. Vote. 21 years old, maybe even older, but we'll go 21. Drink alcohol, 25. 21 year forget it, man. Forget it. You guys don't even know how to drink. That's like the sad thing about it. You guys can't even drink. And that's an easy thing to do. Getting banged up is easy. It, or they should test. Maybe we should just start testing people. That's, that's you know what? Fuck it. 16, you pass the driver's test, good for you, you get you get it. 18 years old, you should have to take a... Well, you can't test people to vote because it's your God-given right and you should be able to vote. And Oh, God forbid we had educated people fucking vote because we're suppressing people. That's why they can't read. They can't read because we're suppressing them. So fine. Any dipshit that, that just has a brain, any squid gets to vote, fine. It's a constitutional right. Good for you. Great. Here come the morons. Here come the... Oh, my... My college teacher told me to vote for this guy because I can't think for myself. It's disgusting. So all ages should be bumped up. That's all That's all I'm trying to get at. That's literally all I'm trying to get at. I just, I want you guys to, uh, we're going to move on from the top. What time is it, man? Because I'm going to get bagged. We're going to move on from this topic, okay? I just want you guys to, to understand that 18 years old is no longer... Uh, uh, an adult. I know legally they are considered adults, but they're not. They're not ready. They're just not ready. And if you don't believe me, have a conversation with an 18-year-old. Ask them what they're doing. Ask them if they have a job. Ask them how hard they're working. Ask them if they're still living with mom and dad. Have that conversation and then talk to them like five years from now. See if they're still living with mom and dad. Did they finish college? Are they bitching and moaning about, oh, I had to go to college and I got screwed up with a bunch of student loans. You don't want student loans, bro? Don't take them. Don't take them. Say no. I didn't take student loans. I paid for college myself. No student loans. No student loans. Let me rephrase that. I graduated from college and I paid for it out of pocket. No student loans. So don't take student loans. And bro... I am not a rich man, never was, never probably will be. I work hard. My parents didn't have money. I don't have money. It's just excuse after excuse after excuse with everybody in this country. You have to stop manning up. Bro, trust me when I tell you, I want my son to be able to kick your ass. I want my man to be a man. And I have no problems about it. I want my kid to be the best. And everything, and I don't want, I, bro, I hope when you're down on the ground, he kicks you in your fucking nuts and steps on your face and walks by. Man, I'm sweating. Plain and simple, you ask any girl I ever dated, 
except for Kaylee, because I didn't talk because I got a little bit older and I realized you shouldn't talk to people like that. Just keep it to yourself. I used to tell this girl, Lynn, that I dated when I was when I was working my way up in radio. I was like, listen, I, I want to be very clear to you. Very clear. Hold on. TikTok's messed up. And I, and I think like this. I just don't say it anymore. I want to be very clear. And I used to say it to her all the time. If you run into her, she'll tell you this exact same thing. I would step... I tell her all the time, I would step on your face if I thought it would make me this much better. I would I would stomp you out. Now, I, I didn't mean it in the sense of I'm going to hit a woman because I don't hit women. The point is, I look at every everybody else as my competition. And I'm telling you, I would step on your head to get an inch better. I would do whatever it takes to be the best. Whatever. And the kids in this generation, they don't have it, man. Yeah, dangle boobs. Right on, man. Woo, someone's got a good memory. That's crazy. Anyways, move on. Work hard. Hard work. You don't have to live home. There are some good... You know what? Here's a good story. Uh, I was doing a job in um, Randolph, and there was an electrician there. Now, he he looked like an older man. Not older, but like, like 25, 26. He owned his elect, the, the electric company. I wish I had the name of it. And he's out there busting his nuts. And he was there working all day while I was working. And he was working hard. And I actually said something to him. I go, man, it's pretty impressive how fast you move. Um, and he was keeping my pace up. Because I was like, oh, man, this guy's moving faster than I'm moving. Why? Well, that shit ain't going to work. I have to be the best out here. I move the fastest. I work the hottest. I won't get outworked, even if it's electrician. So I just started talking. to him. So when did you start the business? He's like, oh, I just started it. I was like, oh, you decided... To take a step out of working for someone else, he's like, "No, man, I'm 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 uh, 20 years old, and uh, you know, I just got out of take." I was like, "Whoa, 20, dude, had his shit together. It's very impressive." All right, Boston Dynamics. Oh, man, I gotta check the time, guys. You know, I can't move on. We got we got we got we got we got to get into some more shit. Um, here, let, let's buzz through it. Boston Dynamics. You guys all know Boston Dynamics. It's the company that's gonna eventually build the Terminator. They build robots that can walk, flip, do everything. Their robots are ridiculous. Well, now they're testing their dog robots. They have one called Spot, or maybe they're all called Spot. I don't know. But they're testing them on farms to herd the sheep. They have the dog out there, and it's a sheep herding dog. I think it's a great idea. I think it's phenomenal. I don't care about farms and about how sheep get herded. What I care about is can I replace my dogs with a mechanical dog? One that will walk itself, one that doesn't poop itself, one that won't bother me, one that I don't even have to take care of, one that is just like, hey, I need attention at this very moment. You know, Spot, come over here with your little robot ass and give me some time. Now beat it and go back in the box for the next 10 years until I need you again. I think that kind of stuff is cool. I also am somebody that believes that AI, believe it or not, I, I believe that AI will take us over. Eventually, AI will get intelligent. I believe in that. I only hope that I'm alive for when it happens. I would like my consciousness to be uploaded into a hard drive, and I want to live forever. You ever see Altered Carbon on Netflix? Check it out. I want to stack just like that. I would like my thoughts. I don't care what I, bro, you could bring me back as a lawnmower. I don't care. I just want to have my thoughts. I want to, you stick me in anybody, because it's going to happen. You're going to be able to upload yourself. Only the rich are going to be able to do it at first, so I'm working to that end. 
I'm trying to be a bazillionaire by the time I die so that I could pay the money to have my thoughts uploaded into the cloud and then downloaded into another body or downloaded into a machine so that I can live forever. It's definitely happening. I just hope I'm still alive. I don't believe in freezing people. Once you're dead, you're dead. So it has to be done before you die. You can't be frozen and brought back to life. I totally believe 100% at some point in the next 100 years, AI will, will be way beyond what it's at. We'll be doing way more things for us. We'll eventually take over. We will be gone, but I'm okay with it as long as my consciousness can get put into one of the robots and I get to live forever. Fantastic, man. Phew. Great stuff. All right, next thing, because we're running out of time. Uh, all right, a uh, Walmart Canada, like all of Walmart in Canada, is selling T-shirts. Uh, they're selling All Lives Matters T-shirts, Blue Lives Matters T-shirts, Black Lives Matters T-shirts, and Irish Lives Matter. Here we go with the everybody is offended by everything, cancel culture, police are coming out, and the snowflakes are all upset. How dare they make profit off of something like this. First off, let's be clear. The reason that they're upset is twofold. And it's in the article. The first reason they're upset is how dare they sell shirts that say all lives matter. How dare, because that's racist. How dare you sell shirts that say blue lives matter, because that's racist. How dare you mention Irish lives matter, because that's racist. Now, I would like to point out that when the Irish people came here, Originally, they were treated like dirt worse than anything. They were treated like garbage. They were discriminated upon 100%. So weren't the Italians. So weren't the Latinos. The Native Americans were freaking wiped out. Cops are getting treated like shit now. All races at some point have been treated like garbage. Period. You're not going to change me on this. And it doesn't make me a racist. It just makes me real. So they're pissed off that it's not just Black Lives Matter. And then twofold, they're pissed that they're profiting off of shirts that say Black Lives Matter. This isn't something people should be upset about, and I'm going to tell you why. First thing, if you have a Black Lives Matter shirt on, I've seen tons of them. I'm sorry, but somebody had to make it, so someone made money off of it. If you ordered it from an online website, you surely paid for it. They didn't, they didn't go, oh... Oh, this is a Black Lives Matter shirt? Free. No problem. We'll use the, the screen print, which costs a lot of money. We'll use the ink, which costs a lot of money. We'll give you the t-shirt, which also costs a lot of money. And we'll ship it. Black Lives Matter, everything's free. That's what we got. Hey, welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, can I uh, get a, uh, a Happy Meal? Yep, that's $5. Nah, man, Black Lives Matter. Oh, free. Free. Oh, my God. Doesn't work like that. I, I, racist or not racist, it it doesn't work like that. You don't get free shit. Your, your movement, you know, like, you ever see sh like shirts that, pink shirts? I'll give you an example. I have a bunch of pink shirts uh, to support uh, breast cancer awareness. And I had them, I bought them like a few years ago. They weren't free. They cost me like $400 to buy them all. They were not free. No one was like, oh, it's for breast cancer, man. You get the t-shirts free. Nope. Didn't get them for free. Sorry. Not happening. So, Black Lives Matters people, you don't get free fucking shit for your protests. You don't get free t-shirts. 
And if Walmart wants to sell them and profit from them, it shouldn't be a problem because you bought the shirt from somebody. Someone profited from it. We, uh, the United States, a little bit in Canada, we are a capitalist country where people make goods and services for profit. We work for profit. We don't give stuff away because you have a movement for something like, yes, it's a good movement. Fine. Black Lives Matter. We all agree. Absolutely. But we're a for-profit business and some people believe that all lives matter. And their opinion is just as fucking important as yours. And then there are some people that think cops' lives matter. So their opinion is just as important as yours. And then there are a bunch of Irish people that just want to get fucking drunk with a t-shirt that says, Irish lives matter. You see how I just stereotyped the Irish people? They're all drunks. I don't see any Irish people showing up my fucking house, smashing my window and going, how dare you say we're all alcoholics? Point of the story is, if you have a Black Lives Matter shirt on, you bought it somewhere. You paid for it. Now, who better than Walmart to put out a Black Lives Matter shirt that is affordable? You probably overpaid for the shirt on the online website, $29. Walmart will pump those suckers out for $9.99, bro. And you can all have one for $9.99. Oh, Oh, what do you what do you think we need to? We can't afford t-shirts? Is that what you're saying? He's a racist. He said we couldn't afford t-shirts. Nope. Not saying that. I'm just saying that it would be damn cheaper if a company like Walmart went out and used their buying power to buy millions of Black Lives Matter t-shirts so that they could in turn sell them to people that would like to wear them at a protest. For $9.99 instead of wasting $25, $30, or $40 off buying one or two or three. It's called buying power. Simple. Smart about it. And so what if they profit? They should. Someone is going to. You know the Shopee that you used to make your sign and the paper that you used to make your sign? Bro, you had to pay for it. Did you go in there and you're like, oh, hey, I got a Shopee. But I'm going to use this to make a Black Lives Matter sign so you can't charge me for it. And you know that paper? Yeah, that paper's got to be free because I'm going to make a Black Lives Matter sign. Yep. Oh, the, the, the wood stake? You can't charge me for that. Black Lives Matter stake. Sorry. Nope. Can't do it. Nope. Wrong. Can do it. Will do it. For profit. Stop being whiny fucking bitches. All right. I got to wrap it up. I think I I, I I I yeah I know thanks Brad I got I gotta go because I gotta go get an RM guys thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out here's the the what what I may be doing the podcast tomorrow I may not be I have to get to Ossipy and I have to figure out whether or not I have a connection whether or not I can do the live stream I don't know if I'm gonna have service up there you guys will surely know because I'll be posting stuff on my social medias so if we have Wi-Fi or, or good service we'll do it. If we don't, we won't. And trust me, alcohol won't stop me from doing it. I will more than likely be drunk. But whatever. I've done the show drunk before. I'll do the show drunk again. I'm committed to doing it. I'm not one of the whiny-ass snowflakes that thinks, oh, I've been doing a podcast for a week. I should have a million followers. No, I've been doing a podcast for like four months. Well, it's been three. For three months, 
and I'm slow growing it and I'm dedicated to slow growing it. So I'm dedicated to being here with you guys five nights a week, 6.30 on Facebook and on TikTok and recording my podcast. So, all right, guys, let me just stop the podcast real quick and then I'll say goodbye to everybody. Podcast peeps, thank you. Hopefully there'll be another show tomorrow. If not, we'll do it Sunday night. Bye.